Hello, and welcome to the This Happened Today in History podcast. I am your host, Mr. Miller. This podcast will cover a number of topics that happened on this date in history. Please visit the podcast webpage at thishappentoday.buzzsprout.com. There you can download the notes page, which will help you organize the information, as well as develop your own ideas on how these events change the world around us. If you're interested in hearing more, please consider subscribing so you will not miss out on what happens tomorrow in history. Today is July 5th. In 1921, after Judge Hugo Friend denied a motion to quash the indictments against the Major League Baseball players accused of throwing the 1919 World Series, a trial begins with jury selection. The Chicago White Sox players, including stars Shoeless Joe Jackson, Buck Weaver, and Eddie Cicotti, subsequently became known as the Black Sox after the scandal was revealed. The White Sox, who were heavily favored at the start of the World Series, had been seriously underpaid and mistreated by owner Charles Comiskey. The conspiracy to fix the games was most likely initiated by first baseman Chick Gindel and a small-time gambler Joseph Sutherman. Later, New York gambler Arthur Rothstein reluctantly endorsed it. The schemers used the team's discontent to their advantage. Through intermediaries, Rothstein offered relatively small sums of money for the players to lose some of the games intentionally. The scandal came to light when gamblers did not pay the players as promised, thinking that they had no recourse. But when the players openly complained, the story became public and authorities were forced to prosecute them. The trial against the players was actually just for show. After a tacit agreement, whereby the players assented not to denigrate the Major League Baseball or Comiskey in return for an acquittal, the signed confessions from some of the players mysteriously disappeared from police custody. The jury acquitted all but the accused players and then celebrated with them at a nearby restaurant. But the height of the hypocrisy surrounding the entire matter came when Shoeless Joe was forced to sue Comiskey for unpaid salary. During this trial, Comiskey's lawyer suddenly produced the confessions that had disappeared during the criminal trial, with no explanation as to how they had been obtained. Arthur Rothstein never faced a trial, and Comiskey hoped to go back to business as usual. However, all did not end well for everyone. Other baseball owners, hoping to remove any hint that the games were illegitimate, hired Joe Judge Kenneshaw Mountain Landis to be the new commissioner of baseball. Landis was a hardliner and also a racist. He prevented blacks from playing in major leagues during his reign into the 1940s, who then permanently barred the implicit black sex players from baseball. Landis' decision had come under considerable criticism for its unfairness due to the few players. Buck Weaver, by all accounts, had refused to take the money offered by the gamblers. He was purportedly banned from baseball for refusing to turn his teammates in. And although Suicide Jackson probably accepted some money, his statistics show that he never truly participated in throwing the games. He had the best batting average of either team in the series. And then it should have been the end of a wonderful day. The Baltimore Evening Sun Newsboys band members were returning from a performance at the Chesapeake Champion Workboat Races in Chestertown, Maryland, aboard the Bay Steamer Three Rivers. Newspaper boys delivered the morning and evening newspapers to subscribers' homes and collected each week for the cost of the paper. The band, sponsored by the Evening Sun, served as advertising and goodwill to the community and provided a wonderful experience for the young band members as they traveled throughout the region, performing for larger crowds. John Philip Sousa had once been an honored guest conductor. The Three Rivers was one of the many steamboats that moved passengers and freight with regular routes on the bay and tributaries. As the Three Rivers near Baltimore, a fire that was thought to begin in the stateroom spread rapidly through the ship. The fire was so severe that the boat burned down to the waterline. As the fire raced through the ship, it was reported that many of the newsboys took heroic action to help evacuate those on board. Desperate passengers and crew had to jump over the side of the boat to escape their flames. Fortunately, boats in the vicinity were able to assist the rescue. Ten people burned, including five members of the newsboys' band. 
The boys who lost their lives were Walter C. Milliken and Thomas Pilker, age 13, Vernon Jefferson and Alfred Siegman, age 15, and Nelson Miles, age 17. The news of the fire was devastating. Families, friends, neighbors, and the entire Baltimore community grieved over the tragic loss of the young band members. Funeral services were held at the boys' homes and churches, followed by the burial at Loudon Park Cemetery on July 8th. It was a sad and somber day as hundreds of mourners gathered at the graveside service, including representatives of the Three Rivers owners and the Baltimore Sun. Prayers were offered and hymns sung. Finally, soldiers and Marines played taps from different locations in the cemetery. The Baltimore Sun commissioned the famed Baltimore sculptor J. Maxwell Miller to create the memorial that stands watch over the graves of the young musicians. And then finally, in 1954, BBC launched Daily TV News. The BBC had broadcast its first daily television news program. The 20-minute bulletin was introduced by Roger Baker as an illustrated summary of the news, followed by the latest film of the events and happenings at home and abroad. The present television newsreel program, which is to be discontinued, is prepared in advance and contains news items which are often days old. The news service is intended to be more up-to-date and will also eventually include studio interviews. Tonight's edition began with the news of a truce talks being held near Hanoi and an item on French troop movements in Tunisia. While the news was read, a series of headlines, still photographs, and maps were shown on the screen. BBC Director General Sir Isaac Jacob, Ian Jacob acknowledged last week that there had been significant difficulties producing the new television bulletins. News is not at all an easy thing to do on television. A good many of the main news items are not easily made visual. Therefore, we will have the problem of giving news with the same standards that the corporation has built up in, gro- in sound. He added that the format of the program was likely to change, but said that the BBC was committed to television news. This is the start of something we regard as extremely significant for the future, he said. The first television news bulletin was not met with universal approval. The program was variously described as absolute, absolute ghastly, crazy, and as visually impressive as the fat stock prices. BBC Radio was also skeptical of the news service and insisted it retain editorial control over the headlines and story content. But between 1954 and 55, the amount of television time devoted to news was doubled, and in September 1955, Independent Television News launched its first service. BBC Television News has expanded considerably since the early days and now available around the clock on BBC News 24. In July 2004, the corporation celebrated 50 years since the first daily 20-minute news bulletin. You have been listening to the This Happened Today in History podcast. I thank you for listening and I hope that you have enjoyed learning about historical events from the past. Thank you to the following websites for their information regarding today's topics. ThePeopleHistory.com the Chicago White Sox at History.com, Three Rivers Paddle Steamer at DyingToTellTheirStories.com, and BBC launches up-to-date daily TV news at news.bbc.co.uk. The music used as the background track for this podcast is Americana, created by Kevin McLeod on Incompetech.com. If you enjoyed this information and would like to hear more, please consider subscribing as this will keep the historical events in your feed in the morning for each day. I hope you have a great day.